We're back with some more college basketball action here for Saturday, March 18th, kicking off the round of 32. Had a great first two days of March Madness. A lot of upsets, a lot of stuff going on. Um, looking to win some more bets here on Saturday, so let's jump right into it. Now we start Saturday out in the East with the 4-5 matchup here between Tennessee and Duke. Duke comes into this game as the 8th overall team in the hot tip at power ranking. Tennessee is the 7th overall team. And um, both these teams obviously able to get wins in the round of 64. Duke looked dominant against Oral Roberts. Um, really were in control of that game from the opening tip. Tennessee let louisiana certainly get back in the game never felt like they were out of control but a three-point victory certainly is a smaller margin um, than they were hoping for in that one and obviously the biggest thing for tennessee coming into the tournament and really down the stretch of the season in the sec tournament um, was ziegler not being in the lineup and that is certainly something that has hurt them not having his presence on the court um, is certainly a detriment to the tennessee team but it's not all bad for Tennessee. Offensively speaking, they have struggled a bit more shooting the basketball um, than Duke this season. Only a 50.3 effective field goal percentage, only 32.8% from beyond the arc. Duke a 51.1 effective field goal percentage, 33.7% from beyond the arc. But um, overall, where both these teams have really found the most success this season has been on the defensive side of things. And, and Tennessee's defense truly is one of the top in the entire country. Coming to this game second in defensive efficiency. Duke, obviously not bad. Not far behind them. Also a strong defensive team. 15th um, in defensive efficiency. Shot defense-wise, they've both been good, but Tennessee has kind of just been on another level, only giving up a 42.5 effective field goal percentage on the year, while Duke giving up a 46. Tennessee also has the number one three-point defense in the entire nation, only allowing 26.4% from beyond the arc, while Duke giving up 30.1%. Um, and one area that Tennessee is going to have an advantage defensively is going to be in the turnover battle. They do a really Really good job forcing turnovers, forcing turnovers on 22.2% of their opponent's possessions. Duke only forcing turnovers on 16.6% of theirs. And overall, this is an even matchup. And while the injury for Tennessee certainly takes a little bit of steam out of their, you know, their run that they've gone on, um, they're still a very, very dangerous team. And, and quite honestly, I thought this game would open up as a pick. I'm, I'm a bit surprised to see Tennessee getting points in this one. Um, even though we took Duke in the bracket show earlier in the week and this exact matchup i think it's a tennessee team that's going to play competitive um, and is going to keep this game close taking tennessee plus three here against duke and we head to the top of the midwest for this next game as auburn takes on houston auburn comes into this game as the 16th overall team in the high tibet power ranking houston is the number one overall team and you know obviously there's a, a lot of storylines going into this game one you know <laughs> Auburn essentially playing at home here a game in Birmingham gonna have you know that feel the crowd certainly gonna be there on their side in this one um, and as far as Houston goes probably the biggest thing coming out um, of that 116 matchup is Marcus Sasser obviously not 100% healthy left that first game um, and you know status remains up in the air for this one have to wait and see how all that plays out but Honestly, at this point, if you're betting on Houston, you kind of just got to assume Marcus Sasser is not going to be on the court um, and they're really not going to you know, have him much the rest of the tournament because that's kind of what it looks like. And as far as that first game went for Houston, they ultimately end up winning by 11 points, kind of take control in the second half, gain the lead and, and never really look back. Um, but for much of that game, much of the first half, it was a very close competitive game. And you'll see that a lot in the 116 matchups. 16 seed comes out hot and can't quite keep up with the one. Um, but this is a tough team. And 
and Auburn. Obviously, Auburn looked good against Iowa. Um, let them get back in it a little bit, but pull away late in that one. Um, but if there's one area that Auburn has struggled a bit this season, it's going to be just on the offensive side of things. I mean, when they played those top teams in the SEC this season, they struggled to shoot the basketball. Only a 49.7 effective field goal percentage on the year, and they're only hitting 31.5% from beyond the arc. Houston, on the other hand, a 52.7 effective field goal percentage and hitting 34.3% from beyond the arc. But defensively, Auburn is a strong team, um, but obviously so is Houston. I mean, Auburn, the 28th team in defensive efficiency. Houston, the fourth overall team. Both these teams have really strong shot defenses. Auburn giving up a 45.7 effective field goal percentage. Um, Houston slightly better, giving up only a 42.1. Um, and from the perimeter, they're you know both top four teams in the country as far as three-point defense goes. Auburn only allowing 28.7%. Um, Houston giving up 27.3%. But one area that, that Houston can look to, to really control this game it's just purely going to be in the tempo. If they can slow it down and really rely on that defense to make stops, force turnovers, which they've been a very good team at, um, you know, rebound the ball well, an area that Auburn has certainly struggled. It's a Houston team that can stay competitive even without their top guy on the court. And obviously, we saw it hurt them a bit in that first game. It, it certainly hurt them in the ACC or the AAC championship um, against Memphis. And, and it's not going to be an easy opponent on the road here against Auburn. But Houston's very talented. Houston is very strong defensively. Um, and even a man down, giving them five and a half points in this matchup, I just don't think is enough points. I'm taking Houston minus five and a half here against Auburn. Now, quickly, before we get in the second half of Saturday's card, if you haven't checked out the website already, head over to hottipbets.com. We've got college basketball action being posted every single day, as well as NBA, NHL. Got a UFC pay-per-view coming up, um, horse racing picks, all up on the website every day, so make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there, as well as my personal accounts at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I'm putting out, and also on BetStamp where you can get early access Access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on here for Saturday. And let's get into these final games. Now we stay in the Midwest for this next game as Penn State takes on Texas. Penn State comes into this game as the 55th overall team in the hot to power ranking. Tennessee is the sixth overall team. And um, it's a Penn State team that obviously looked very, very good against Texas A&M in that opening round game. Certainly exceeded my expectations and what I expected. And overall, down the stretch of the year, um, really were a strong team. We're able to get to the Big Ten title game, um, lost you know by only two points against produced so certainly a Penn State team that's getting hot at the right time but Texas was very dominant this season obviously the turmoil with Chris Beard affected this team a little bit but not much Rodney Terry did a great job getting to this team to where they're at I mean winning the Big 12 championship um, in Kansas City a week ago a great win over Colgate yesterday we're able to pull away late in that one and Offensively speaking, it's just two teams who can both shoot the ball well, both in the top 20 of offensive efficiency. Penn State, the 13th overall team, Texas, the 17th overall team, um, and just purely shooting the ball. They both do a great job for Penn State, a 55.7 effective field goal percentage, hitting 39% from beyond the arc. Texas, not far behind, a 53.1 effective field goal percentage, 34.6% from beyond the arc. Um, really hard to, to nitpick much at all for what these two teams do on the offensive side of things. Um, truly two even teams. 
But Texas defensively is certainly going to have an advantage because Penn State, for whatever reason, kind of struggled this season. While they looked better down the stretch of the year, certainly when they had to play those top teams in the Big Ten, maybe outside of you know Purdue in the Big Ten tournament, um, they struggled a bit more on the defensive side of things, only allowing a 49.1 effective field goal percentage. Texas only giving up a 47.8. Penn State giving up a 33.1 three-point percentage. Texas a 32.4. Um, but my biggest concern for Penn State is going to be in the turnover department offensively they're great they only turn it over on 13.7 percent of their own possessions texas not really that far behind turning it over on 16.6 percent of their own but penn state really struggles to force turnovers they are the 361st team in the nation when it comes to forcing turnovers only forcing turnovers on 13.2 percent of their opponent's possessions texas the 19th best team in the country forcing turnovers on 22.6 and that really just plays into the fact that if texas forces turnovers and pushes tempo it's going to be very very hard for this Penn State team to keep up because they like to play that slower style of basketball Texas likes to get up and down the court play you know that Big 12 style score some points um we saw it against Colgate we obviously saw it in the Big 12 tournament I think they continue their run I think it's a Texas team that's very very hot um and very dangerous in this Midwest region taking Texas minus five and a half here against Penn State and finally, a quick pit stop in the CBI for all the hardcore college basketball fans. Chronologically, would have technically been the first bet of the day, um, but throwing it at the end of the video here because I realize a lot of people probably only care about March Madness. Um, but we got a great matchup here. North Alabama taking on Southern Utah. North Alabama comes into this game as the 302nd overall team in the high tippet power ranking southern utah is the 142nd overall team and really when i first saw this spread and first saw this line come out for this game i was a bit shocked that it was where it was um then i started looking into it a little bit more obviously southern utah todd simon um is leaving the program going on to bowling green so not going to be coaching in this game um you know having the assistants step up and do that so makes this spread a little bit more reasonable but still it was a southern utah team that was very very good this season and one of the top teams in the WAC, um, you know, were able to knock off Utah Valley in the WAC tournament, uh, end up falling to Grand Canyon in the championship game. Um, quite honestly, didn't really show up great in that one at all. But overall, it was a Southern Utah team that I absolutely loved this season. And North Alabama certainly had their flaws, really struggled at the beginning of a sun play, picked it up in the middle. But then at the end of the season, when the games really counted, just didn't show up. And in the first round of the a sun tournament, absolutely laid an egg against Eastern Kentucky. Um, but that game was like two and a half weeks ago at this point. Northern Alabama has not played a game since then. So um, definitely a little bit of rust could be building from this program, uh, but purely breaking it down. Offensively speaking, these are both teams who can shoot the basketball. Southern Utah, 51.7 effective field goal percentage, 34.7% from beyond the arc. Tavion Jones has led the way for them scoring-wise this season with 17.6 points per game. He's really been a strong, strong shooter. But North Alabama, not far behind, a 51.3 effective field goal percentage and actually purely on paper a little bit better from the perimeter, hitting 36.1%. Um, offensively, maybe a slight edge to Southern Utah, but not terribly big. Where Southern Utah is going to have a big edge in this game is going to be on the defensive side of things coming to this game is the 159th team in defensive efficiency while northern alabama really struggling 316th in defensive efficiency and um pure shot defense wise neither one of them have been super great but certainly southern utah getting a slight edge a 52.5 effective field goal percentage giving up 36.6 percent .6 from beyond the arc north alabama allowing a 52.4 effective field goal percentage and 37.7 percent .7 from beyond the arc but one area that north alabama has certainly struggled defensively is in the rebounding department only pulling down seven 71.9% 
off the defensive glass. Southern Utah getting the edge in that one, pulling down 74.6% off the defensive glass. And, and truly looking at this Southern Utah team and how they played in the whack all season long, the key for this game is going to be to push tempo, get up and down the court, run in transition, and, and just shoot the ball as well as they can, show up on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I think they can win this game. And I think they do it pretty handedly, even without their head coach taking Southern Utah minus eight and a half here against North Alabama.